0: Psalm 61. If I were to give a title to the psalm, a theme for uh, this psalm, it would be a cry for the perpetual protection and preservation of the King of Zion. A cry for the perpetual protection and preservation of the King of Zion. And if I were to pick up a key verse, I like to pick a key verse that that we could go to and we could think about and we would remember this psalm. Really the latter half of verse 2. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's Psalm 61. Now, this psalm comes on the heels of a collection of psalms, 52 through 60, known as the Fugitive Psalms when King David was on the run as a fugitive. And it's good and helpful and important for us to remember that in the Psalter there are these collections of Psalms that are back-to-back that have a, have a theme running to them. So the, the Psalter is structured in a particular way by the Holy Spirit for a reason. There are the Temple Psalms, which are Psalms 65 through uh, 68. There's the enthronement psalms, 93 through 99, which speak about the enthronement of the king. A collection of lament psalms, psalms 3 through 10. The Egyptian Hallel, psalms 113 to 118. The songs of ascent, psalms 120 to 134. The great doxology psalms at the end of the Psalter, 146 through 150. But understanding these collections can help us understand the theme and the direction that the, that the psalmist is taking us as we go through and the Holy Spirit is taking us as we work our way through the Psalter. But if you recall, in those fugitive psalms that we looked at before, King David was on the run from various enemies. We saw that especially in Psalms 54 through 60. I know it's been almost a year now, but if you remember, we worked our way through 54, 55, up through... 60, And there were these various enemies that were coming against David, his own tribe, his closest friend, the neighboring Philistines, King Saul. There were lesser rulers of the land in cahoots with uh, uh, Saul who were servants of him. There were murderous henchmen, enemies from distant lands. All these catalog of enemies. We can see how David would feel like the whole world was against him. And we are meant to see that. And as we think about David being a type of Christ, is it not true that the whole world is against our anointed king, the Lord Jesus? The world was against him on the earth when he was on earth, and the world is against him now from all quarters. The enemies of Christ are legion. they are so many. But as David had to deal with with all of these enemies, while on the run from Saul primarily, he felt so far removed from his home, from the temple, from Jerusalem, from Mount Zion. And so he cries out in Psalm 61, after we have this catalog of enemies against him, he cries out in verse 2, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. In other words, no matter how far away from you I am, no matter where I am, I can and I will continue to call out to you. And what a wonderful reminder that is that believers across the world, no matter where they are, if they're in the middle of the ocean, the distant island, they can call out to the Lord. He says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In other words, lead me back to the rock from which I came, Mount Zion. But more than that, lead me back to You, God. You are the rock that is higher than I. And even Christ, I think even Christ could 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 say this in His period of humiliation. When he acknowledges that he had left the realms of glory and he prays, he prays before his disciples and he says, I long for them to see me in my glory, the glory I, I once had. And even Christ in his humiliation could pray, lead me back to the rock that is higher than I, the place from which I came. Then David reminds himself that God has always been his protection in verses 3 and 4, a shelter A strong tower from the enemy. In verse 4 he says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. Obviously looking beyond just this life, King David says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And verse 5, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. And this reminds us that vows are an important part of the Christian life, aren't they? Marriage vows, church membership vows, which we will witness in, in a moment, that God calls us to keep in our lives. We can sing this psalm, a psalm like this, with meaning and purpose when we take such vows before the Lord. And how, how many of our modern songs and modern hymns speak about our vows to the Lord and how important they are in our Christian life? I don't, I don't know that there's very many. But then we must especially remember the vows that the three persons of the Trinity took in the councils of eternity. We see that even in the Psalter itself, how the Father vowed to the Son. In Psalm 110, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. The Father swore and vowed to the Son and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. And how the Son vowed to undertake... For the salvation of the elect, those whom the Father had given to Him to redeem. Of all you have given me, Jesus said in the Gospel of John, I have lost none. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Doesn't this remind us of Psalm 2? Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. But then notice also in verses 6 and 7, There's an affirmation that the king's life will be prolonged through many generations. He shall abide before God as king forever. Clearly, David is is seeing that this psalm points beyond himself to the Messiah, who would be his heir. And so, when we sing this song, we are singing of the triumph of Christ. We are singing about the fact that we are the Lord's inheritance. We are singing about the vows that the Lord made to save us. But we are also crying out ourselves to God, aren't we, when we sing this psalm? Asking Him to be our shelter, our strong tower from the enemy, our rock. We sing of the vows that we have made to Him. We sing of our confidence in Christ as the King who rules over all and will reign forever. And when our heart is overwhelmed, this is a psalm that we can turn to and can sing, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Christ also is this rock, isn't He? Upon this rock, Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You guys, this is a, it's a wonderful, simple psalm, but I, I... I I encourage you to make this your psalm for the next couple of, of weeks and do it and sing it in family worship. If you don't have a Psalter at home, take one and just, I would ask that you just bring it back because if we get in a habit of, uh, of uh, continuing to take Psalms and not bring them back, we'll, we'll run out of Psalms here that we can use. But if you don't have one, take it home. Sing this psalm, and I, I guarantee you, you will be blessed if you will hide this psalm in your heart. You'll find it very, very applicable to your life. Well, uh, with those with those thoughts in mind, let's go ahead and turn to our psalters, uh, to Psalm 61.